Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hey everyone, just me at the top of the show to thank you for the support throughout this time, especially on Patreon. Thank you very much, everyone who's uh, financially supporting the show. And also thanks everyone who's been supporting through social media. That means a lot. People who are saying they're coming back into the show after having a bit of time off and someone, Daniel, has listened to like 100 episodes in this lockdown period. So thank you very much for all those messages. They do mean a lot. Hey, just before we listen, get into this episode... uh, Yes, we are locked down, can't get into Stupid Old Studios where I normally record, so this one was recorded at my house over Zoom, so uh, sometimes uh, some people will dip out. Uh, I've tried to edit, you, th- you reckon it's hard to listen to? Ooh, you bo- get in the edit suite, woohoo, that's hard, uh, but it sounds fine and you you do get used to it, like it's it does sound like it's a Zoom call, but that's what it was, so um, thanks for sticking through it. And thanks for sticking by me. That's all I need to say at the top of the show. Please tell your friends, subscribe to the show, spread spread the word around. It means a lot. And let's enjoy this episode 220 of Don't You Know Who I Am. Hello and welcome to Don't You Know Who I Am, the podcast that asks who knows whom, who knows what, because who knows why. My name is Josh Earl, and this week on the internet, I discovered, well, long-time listeners already know about this guy, but we're going back to Bracknell in the UK, where a handyman called Josh Earl last year was looking for an apprentice. Well, it seems that apprentice didn't stick, because he's looking for another one. So if you're in the Bracknell area, £20,000 a year, work for Josh Earl. It seems all right for an apprentice. That seems too much, but anyway... He's looking, so there you go. Hey, if this is your first time to the podcast, what I do, I get four very funny people and I quiz them all about their lives. So let's meet them now. Our first guest is a comedian who shares her name with an English musician and one-time Suede member. Can you please welcome from the Dragon Friends podcast, it's Alex Lee. Yay. Hey, Alex. Hello. What musician is that? He's the uh, keyboardist for a whole bunch of bands, but the, the biggest one was Suede. He was a full-time member of the band Suede from all the year right. 2000 to 2003. So... Long after they were in the Brit walls, Brit pop walls, but yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm but, glad that I'm the main one now. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of Alex Lees on LinkedIn as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, heaps and heaps of lawyers and heaps and heaps of real estate agents. There was a, um, a young boy who worked at Target in America a few years ago and every, he went viral because he was hot. Um, oh. And he really, yeah, he was really... Taking the Alex Lee name. I couldn't get Alex Lee as my Facebook page because yep. of the hot boy from Target. <laughs> Our next guest shares his name with a Tennessee Santa Claus and an award-winning writer of fantasy children's stories and suspense thrillers with Christian themes and family reads and folklore. Can you please welcome It's Joseph Moore. Yay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I had, I had not heard of any of those. Well, this is this a, the, It's all the one the, guy. Wow. Well, okay. 
I thought yeah. I thought there was like a Christian theme author and a, I know that there's a Christian photographer in Texas, and there was a guy in the movie The Other Boylan Girl, uh, and his his acting in that got added to my IMDb, which I was really really stoked about. Nice, because this guy is a full time Santa Claus. He looks so, and he hosts a TV show in Tennessee public radio all about Santa. So you write him letters to Santa all, Claus and he answers all year round. Well, maybe, but he keeps the look all year round. Okay, great. So I don't know. You, nev- you never know yeah. what he could be called upon. Also joining us is another first timer to the podcast. When you type her name into Google, it asks, "Did you mean Audrey Horn, the character from Twin Peaks?" Can you please welcome, also from New Zealand, it's Audrey Horn. Yay! Hello. How you doing, Audrey? I'm good. I'm excited to be here. Now, we were just talking off air that you and Joseph have never met. Mm. No. We know a lot of the same people, but um, we've never actually met, despite New Zealand being tiny. Well, then Tim pointed out my uh, probably, you know, is it racism? Is it just being dumb? That, of course, everyone in New Zealand doesn't know each other. So, yeah. Who is this, Tim, <laughs> I talk know, about? We know most of each other. Audrey's yes. one of the few people I haven't met. <laughs> yeah. And finally is a man who shares his name with the president of Emirates Airlines. Can you please welcome back to the podcast? It's Tim Clark. Yay. Yes. Woo. C to the L to the A-R-K. Everyone's favorite. Don't you know who I am? Guest me, Timmy Clark. Here to win, baby. I like, I like we've, we've circled around with all the Tim Clarks. We've gone through the jockeys and the masseuse. Yes. Back to the, the CEO of Emirates. Yeah, well, this was like, I was writing this late last night. And so I thought, what? Well, hey, I love it. Yeah. I love it. He's, and I'm uh, thinking, he's probably got... Yeah, He's probably he... got more full-time work than Santa Claus at this point. Yeah, I, I don't know if he would, would he? They're not flying that much. Oh, but you still retain. Yeah, it's all about the mantle, you know? You just, oh. want, <laughs> you just want the title. This, this All right, our first game today is called Social Me, Me, Media. Well, I'll read, out, I'll read out status updates by the four of you. If you think you know who wrote these tweets, buzz in. Your names are your buzzers. You get a point if you get it right, a point to the person who actually wrote the tweet if you're incorrect. So you don't lose points, so don't worry about getting it wrong. And you guys have just met each other. So as if you're going to know each other's tweets. Uh, your name's your buzzer. You can't buzz in for your own ones. Our first question is this one. Lol, you shit with the lights on? Grow up. <laughs> Alex. Yes, Alex. Uh, is that Tim? No, that is Audrey. A point oh! for Audrey. There you go. Audrey's on the board. Not having to do anything. It's very good. <laughs> I like to know that I strike the kind of figure of a man who shits exclusively in the dark. I'm doing stuff in there you don't want to see. I've never heard of someone in the dark uh, taking a shit. But this Mm. is something that I've also discovered recently. That On the note, Tim, Joe, you could help me out here. Apparently there's a lot of men who take their shirts off when they... I I can't help you out there, I'm afraid, um, Josh. But I have you, no you, no experience. Yeah, me either. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I, I've never heard of this, but apparently this was a, a cliche thing, a stereotype right. of men. If, if, if I were I already shirtless in my home and then needing to take a shit, I would put a shirt on to do the shit. I, <laughs> do I think it's if it's like really... Do they get into the bathroom like, and then put it on afterwards or do they get down, sit down and then take it off? I think it's a real sign of like a, str- a struggle street kind of situation where you need a... You need that extra leverage, so you whip it off. Yeah. Oh. yeah. It's only if it's like a really bad one, you know, and you like yeah. you got the sweats. Maybe. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> if I start doing real bad riffs and not getting any laughs, I'm going to take my shirt off halfway through this recording, just so you know I'm here to to really entertain. All right. Next question. 
If you thought gendered toilets were bad, I once went to a 50s-themed diner that had one toilet for Elvis Presley, one for Marilyn Monroe, and none for anyone else. (laughs) Tim? Yes, Tim. Joseph? You are correct. Yes, a point there for Tim, yes. (laughs) Correct. It was in Prague, if you want to know. Oh, nice. Yes, when in in Prague, go to... The, the Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah. When in Prague, <laughs> shit as the Pragans do. I once got very, very drunk at a Mexican restaurant and went to the, the toilets there. And one was like enchiladas and the other one was tacos. And I didn't know which was which. And I just had an existential crisis. Well, I, I, my, I hate myself for thinking this, but I would go, well, tacos is female, right? But wouldn't you do burrito for men then? Uh, enchiladas <laughs> seems accurate. <laughs> I uh, I was once in one that had the uh, the male symbol and the female symbol, the, the classic old symbol, and I I didn't remember which was which. All I remembered was the one Austin Powers had on his necklace. <laughs> and I, was, I was trying to figure out whether whether he would wear his own gender symbol or like his favorite gender to have sex with, and I I still couldn't figure that out. So I just held yeah. on. Just <laughs> if I know Austin Powers, and I think I do, he, he seems like a man who could wear both and pull yes. them off. <laughs> Next question. The fat controller must be pretty cheesed off that those rude-ass trains keep calling him that, given that he's the only controller around. Tim? Yes, Tim. Alex. You are correct. Another point there for Tim, yes. All right. Yeah. I got roasted for that tweet because apparently it was factually incorrect. Oh, like, controls. actually, there's more than one controller on Soda. And I was like, shut up, you nerds. I'm yeah, watching this because I have to. Because yeah. <laughs> I have a kid. I'm not, not being forced to. Surely Thomas the Tank Engine reply guys are the worst type of reply <laughs> <Yeah>. guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone's not familiar with the lore. <laughs> yeah. It really reveals more about yourself than it does yeah. to anyone else. Okay, next question. When there's more than one fork next to my dinner plate at a restaurant, I get nervous. How am I supposed to eat all those forks? <laughs> Joseph. Yes, Joseph. Uh, Tim? No, that is Audrey. Another point there for uh, Audrey, yeah. God, why does no one believe in Audrey's ability to do great tweets? Because yeah. she's famous, she's <laughs> famous for them. Because <laughs> I'm from Christchurch. I don't know. <laughs> I'm giving this away because I'm laughing at everyone else's tweets that aren't mine. So I'm going to start laughing at my, my own terrible tweets. Yeah. It'll come up. You'll be able to yeah. laugh. Ugh. All right, next one. <laughs> My orgasm noise is the Netflix da da. Audrey. Yes, Audrey. Is it Joseph? No, that is Tim. Point ah! for Tim. Yes. <laughs> but thank yeah. you for thinking that. Right. <laughs> I, I did a lot of Googling to try and figure out how to spell the Netflix da da sound, and I don't think there's, there's any consensus online. I was worried about reading that out. I was like, is this going to work in an oral form, not just a written no. form. Some would argue it barely works written down either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and on top of that, my partner's orgasm sound is the uh, the stand sound. There's no sound. <laughs> <laughs> she just yells, Stan! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her first husband. <laughs> my wife says the YouTube ads, I skip after five seconds. It's like, okay, yes. <laughs> Did someone say KFC? Yeah. <laughs> Next question, question six. I always thought Kmart and Target were enemies, when in fact they were sisters. Joseph. Yes, Joseph. Alex? Yes, you are correct. Yeah. Another point. Oh, a point there for Joseph. First point there for Joseph. I was That's doing, a... um, we don't have Target in, in New Zealand, so I was doing a bit of, um, oh, uh, a bit of you know. Work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, they're two companies that I always thought were in competition, but in fact are owned uh, by the same parent company. Oh, yeah. what? That doesn't yeah. make sense. I, I like, you know, when you, you really like think that, oh, I, sh- I was like, well, I'm treating myself, so I'm going to get a Target instead of Kmart. That's all the yeah. same. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And, and you here don't... I've been slumming at Big W. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still, you don't have Target in New Zealand? No. What so about Target Country? Well, it's been a it's been a treat to go to Target when we leave New Zealand, but now knowing that it's the same as Kmart, yeah, it's just it's yeah, I, great. I, I'm less I'm less sad now that we can't travel anymore because I was really looking forward to a um a big Target spend up in Melbourne. But. <laughs> well, there's that thing when people go to America and they want to go to Walmart. It's like I'm sure it's the same as all the other. Big W's targets. Oh well, apparently, world. like, um, there's an American comedian here, and she was telling me that, like, in Walmart in the states, like, you can get your nails done, you can get your hair done. They have pharmacies. It's like a whole that you could just live there. Ah, oh, okay. So it's wow. big. Okay. Well, now I so want to go back to America. That sounds pretty good. We should we should all get to the states as fast as possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a place to be. Seems like a yeah. cool place right now. <laughs> Next question. Worst drink of all time, Camp Milo. Thanks for this Milo mixed with lukewarm water, you stingy-ass parent volunteer. Alex. Yes, Alex. Audrey? No, that was Joseph. Uh, Point for Joseph, yes. That's a throwback. He was really enjoying it. He was enjoying enjoying going back to camp. Yeah. Well, at least you have Milo in New Zealand. That is good. Yeah, we do. So the, yeah. the, there will be some cultural references that make sense. Um, do you not have Milo in Australia? No, we do. Oh, you I do? I actually thought it was an Australian drink. Yeah, so did I. I think we were going through our – we were all doing the mental gymnastics of, okay, well, he can't have two things in a row <laughs> that are Australian-specific. <laughs> but it really was. A camp Milo, terrible. Mm. If you have a – I like a cold Milo, minimum four teaspoons. Okay. Minimum. Mm. Like – Anything less is like just like yeah. spitting Camp- in my mouth. <laughs> Camp Milo is brown, watery milk. Yeah. That's all it was. Yes. Yeah. All right. Next question. Did you see what that magician was wearing? Wow. That outfit is simply to die for. <laughs> Audrey. Yes, Audrey. Was it Alex? No, that was Tim. Oh, yes. <laughs> Read them and weep, kids. <laughs> laughing at your own tweets. That's how you. That's how you bluff. So Tim, Tim's kind very... of uh, Tim's tell is onomatopoeia. Did you see a magician and then come up with that tweet? Do you remember how that, was, how <laughs> that sort of came to Let's figure out how life. the sausage was made, Tim. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 what I love most about magicians: the way they dress. <laughs> I think people need to wear more vests, more rolled-up sleeves. Really, if you love uh, a vest, though, your only two job opportunities are magician or usher at the cinema. They're the only two places yeah. where you can wear a nice satin vest. Mm. And I reckon there's a lot of crossover in the, uh, the yeah. open mic magician crowd, <laughs> as well as people who <laughs> usher at the uh, Sydney Maya Music Bowl. I should also point out, I didn't realise this, but Tim has actually changed his name on the Zoom call to Mr. Podcast. It just <laughs> It's a real, real alpha move there. Uh, please, Mr. Podcast was my father's name. <laughs> Next question. Just had a big, lovely walk around about the Louvre. Talk about four Cezannes in one day. <laughs> Audrey. Yes, so, Audrey. Is it Joseph? That is Joseph, yes. A point yes. Audrey, yes. Yes. 
It's almost like Tim and Joseph, uh, the one brain, just two sides of the one brain. Yeah. Hey, who needs life hacks when your life is fully hack? I was going, who looks like they've gone to Paris? Yeah. <laughs> when Joseph was talking about Prague before, I thought, oh, no, he's giving it away. He's a seasoned traveler. All, all my tweets are um, European observations. <laughs> And our final question for the round. I ate an entire jar of bees in a dream for you once and you won't even text me back. Tim? Yes, Tim. Audrey? You are correct. Yes, another point there for Tim. Yes. <laughs> all right. Very good. Very good stuff. When you said a uh, jar of bees, I thought, all right, this has got Joe Moore written all over it. But when it was in a dream, oh, <laughs> a twist in the tail. <laughs> all right. At the end of that round, the scores are Alex, zero points. Hell yeah. But you've been a part of it. Thanks. Joseph, two points. Wow. Audrey, right. Audrey sitting on three points, but in the lead, it's Mr. Podcast himself on five points. It's Tim Clark. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Thank you. All right, this round is called Birds Do It, Bees Do It, Even Educated Fleas Do It, Let's Do It, Let's Annoy Dogs. This round, to quote Salt and Pepper, let's talk about sex, baby. That's right. And today we're going back to a young Tim Clark, whose parents were doing the responsible thing and teaching Young Tim, all about sex. But how did they do it? And more importantly, how did Tim react? Was it A, they invited their local youth pastor from their church to come over and explain about it through a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> Tim was stoked because the pastor brought over the church projector for their lounge room and Tim asked him if he could borrow it for the week and bring it back on Sunday. The pastor said yes and Tim didn't listen to a word of the presentation because the whole time he was thinking how sick it's going to be to hook, hook his Nintendo up to the projector. So that's A. B. His mum and dad both individually told him about it. His mum went first and was very scientific and said, your dad will tell you about the other stuff. But when his dad came into the bedroom, his dad said, you don't need me to go into this, do you? And Tim said, no. And his dad said, all right, well, I'll just wait in here for a bit so your mum thinks we're talking. About 20 minutes later, his dad just left. Or was it C? They put on an educational video and left Tim alone. Tim got bored not very long into it, so stopped the video and replaced it with Ghostbusters 2. Now, one of these is correct. You guys can ask him as many questions as you want to try and get the truth out of him, but bear in mind, he wants you to get it wrong, so he gets your point. The floor is open for questions. Ask away. I would like to point out, uh, not one of those stories ends with me having a comprehensive and healthy understanding of sexual intercourse. A trait I'm proudly carrying to this day. Yeah, I'd like to ask you, where do babies come from? Yeah. Well, I think it's about uh, birds having sex with bees, um, which they can do in dreams. There could be jars full of birds, fucking bar- jars full of bees. Um, what, what year did you, did you learn about sex? Uh, this would have been uh, late 90s, probably like 98, 99, so I was around 8 or 9 years old at the time. What Nintendo console did you have growing up, if any? Uh, we, if just any. Got, we just got... Uh, sorry, I'll, I'll address the Senate floor. Uh, <laughs> we just got a Nintendo 64. Uh, we were kind of late, so I had like a snazz up until that point, but we just got one from our cousin, so I was very, very keen to, to crack onto that one. Which I think you'll find, Counselor, lines up with the timeline perfectly. (laughs) It does. Could you just, um, just you know, quickly take us through the plot of of Ghostbusters 2? Oh, do you hate ghosts? So do I. Oh, for the listener, for the listener, spoiler alert. Okay, go, go for it. Oh yeah, true. So we finished Ghostbusters one on a on a real cliffhanger. Can you still bust ghosts? I don't know. Does it make me feel good? 
If only there was a song to tell us how. Uh, Ghostbusters 2 picks up five years later, full cast return, and baby, there's ghosts in New York City. The city's so nice, they spooked it twice. <laughs> Manhattan. Man, I'm Hatton, taking my Hatton off to you. Ivan Reitman, I'm guessing. Uh, Ghostbusters 2 picks off with Bill Murray. <laughs> He's back, baby. And you got Ivan Reitman, as previously established. <laughs> Rick Moranis. He's no Moran for uh, running uh, away from the paycheck of Ghostbusters 2. Ernie Hudson. Miracle. Some people say Captain Sullenberger was the real miracle on the Hudson, but I reckon that's Ernie Hudson from Oz. Um, Hang on, can I just stop you there? Uh, Ernie Hudson, he was, he was the one who came out and said the original Ghostbusters were meant to all be about him until Dan Aykroyd and... Um, Bill Murray signed on. Is this true? Well, I hope so, because he was the real miracle on the Hudson, <laughs> as opposed to Dan Aykroyd, who is also in this movie. Sigourney Weaver. Um, good. Uh, Peter McNichol, who would later go on to be in TV's Ally McBeal. And Bean, Ultimate uh, Disaster Movie. Anyway. Bean, Ultimate Disaster Movie. <laughs> I don't, th I don't think this guy, he was, he was around when ghosts were attacking. <laughs> How big of a disaster does Mr. Bean have to be? <laughs> I feel I answered the question adequately. <laughs> does, anyone, does anyone remember the plot of any movie that they saw in 1998? I don't think, I don't think <laughs> this tells us anything. 1998. What came out in 98? I know 99 was a very good year for movies. Uh, what year was Space Jam? Space Jam was like 96. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jordan was just back in the league. Mm. What hey, about you want me to go through... I mean, came out in like 99, didn't it? 98? What, what came out in 99? The Mummy? Well, that's 99, I'm sorry. 99, yeah. yeah. 98, you had things like uh, Saving Private Ryan, starring Tom Hanks. Hanks for the memories, Tom. Great performance. <laughs> Tom Sizemore. How about a little Tom Size less? Uh, Matt Damon. Well, like, Matt, damn, son, what a performance. Um, I feel like we're going to see all there. of these as tweets later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. you are. Can you, you please are. wait until Thursday, Tim, just when this episode's released, and then you can go for it. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Ghostbusters 2. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that, that's airtight. There's no way. Yeah. There's no, okay. there's any, no way any questions? Any questions about... B, which was his mum came in and then his dad came in after and just sat there in silence. Um, was it complete silence? Did did your dad, like, did you talk about something else or was it just deathly silence? Uh, well, we talked uh, about, you know, um, what, well, he was mostly concerned about why he had to do it and why the schools weren't doing it. My dad was uh, a military man and I was a bit of an army brat, so we moved around a little bit. Uh, so he didn't, uh, wasn't in the business of talking about his feelings a lot or getting into uncomfortable conversations with his children. Uh, but we talked about like, oh, I'm paying all this money for school. Why aren't they teaching you? Why do I have to do it? Uh, but he kind of figured that, you know, like like most things, mum would have handled the, the, the heavy lifting in that one. So he, he went in depth in that 20 minutes questioning your schooling and the, the school system and the, and the sexual education curriculum. He said, when it comes to getting screwed, we're talking about my wallet here, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
and that one joke formed the basis of my entire comedic style <laughs> 20 years later. <laughs> he then he then opened up a uh, his really late 90s IMDb and then we went through individually actors and had to make puns based on what they said. And if I failed, we were moving again, Tim. I know you've made friends here. Uh, do people think they know what they're going to lock in? I've got a feeling. I've got, I've yeah. got a quick couple. Of, what, what denomination of church was the pastor with the projector from? I'm not really sure. It was a small town. I mean, we went to, we were raised Catholic and... I'm guessing he would have been, but now that I think about it, maybe he was from a different school because it was a small town. I, up until now, just assumed he was Catholic, but he might have been otherwise. Was it a service he offered or did your parents come up with the idea of bringing the projector around? Or was it like he goes door to door, giving it to every kid? <laughs> a door to door sex salesman. Uh, that's what the church needs. Um, <laughs> He was the guy who would also go out to other schools and give the presentation and such. So um, they were just thinking, may as well just do it here. And uh, it, the, the projector was a, a new... Before that, it was one of those uh, ones that heat up really quickly. We have to slide the... I, I can't remember what they're called, the, the plastic sheets underneath and it projects it. But this one, oh, yeah. this is real top of the line 1998 digital projector. Do you remember anything about what he said? Not really, no. Uh, you know, uh, I got the basics of it. You know, penis, vagina, we get it. Uh, but I was mostly thinking about just like, wow, I can't wait to play WWF No Mercy on this bad boy. And then I did. It was sick. It was so good. We had it in the shed and we mum put up like a big uh, like white sheet and I had friends around. Oh, it was so good. Oh, so your mum was back. in on this con from the beginning. Well, you know, we had we had it for a week, so... We had it in the garage, and I pestered my mum, so she pegged up uh, the sheet and then helped me plug in those, the, the red cable, the yellow cable, and the white cable. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. I've just stayed up so late. <laughs> Fuck, it was good. Take me back. <laughs> Thirsty Merc were right. Just take me back. <laughs> All right, what are people locking in? Yeah, I'm, I'm locking in that one because even if it's not true, I want it to be true for Tim because it sounds like he has such a great time. Uh, so, A. Okay, a so you're me. locking in. Joseph is locking in A. Okay. Uh, Audrey. I think I'm going to lock in A because, yeah, I remember getting super excited about uh, Nintendo and my cousins had a PlayStation. It's vibe. I, I'm going to lock in A. Okay. And Alex. I'm going to go like heads or tails rules in trivia and lock in B just to be a point of difference. You're going to lock in B. Okay. The, the correct answer, everyone, was C. Oh, <laughs> they put on dude. a video oh. and he watched Ghostbusters 2 no instead. No way. What? Bustin' makes me feel good. Of course I know the plot of Ghostbusters 2. It's so good. Is that, is that what put it in your head to watch Ghostbusters? They're talking about busting. You're like, you know what else busts? <laughs> Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, this slime's giving me an idea. <laughs> At the end of the round, the scores are Alex still on zero points. Joseph's still on two points. Audrey's yeah. still on three points. But now on eight points, way out in front, it's Tim Clark. Wow. Right, I want to say a big thanks to Ghostbusters 2. And uh, <laughs> I'd like to say ignoring sex in the pursuit of mediocre comedy is what's got me here today. <laughs> All right, this round is called Yeah, Nah, Yeah. In this round, each of you are given a fact about another person on the panel. If you think it's true, you say yeah. If it's a lie, you'll say nah. You can ask me as many questions as you want. If you get it right, you get a point. If you're incorrect, 
the person the fact may or may not be about, they get the point. So to Tim, now when Joseph was in Birmingham, he was scammed out of $1,000 when he bought a TV out of the back of a van. He knew it was a scam when he got it home, unwrapped it to discover a smaller box inside the bigger box, and the smaller box was full of old books. Yeah or nah? Well, Joe, first off, when you were in Birmingham, were you disappointed that it's no longer part of the EU? <laughs> you, big Eurohead, human. <laughs> I, I went there when it was part of the EU, uh, thankfully, you know, and I was just reveling oh, in... Oh, you were laughing then. Yeah, yeah, I was loving it every, every second of it. You were just thinking, I've got one passport, I can jump back and forth, <laughs> I'm guessing. It's yeah, me, yeah. Joe Moore. Um, and so, yeah, run me through uh, how, how you came across this, this deal of the century. Um, well, I was in the market for television. Uh, I, I was, I was staying, living there at the time on a little um, part of a kind of a year-long uh, round the round the EU uh, vacation, where many of many of my great tweets originated. And I was in the market for a TV, so I went to the store and it was closed. And um, there was a guy with a van uh, outside it. He was like, "I got the TVs." And apparently, this is a common scam in Birmingham, which I didn't know to be the case at the time. And I thought, this guy seems legit. He told me he worked at the shop and it was closed, but he had them. He could sell it to me straight out of the van. And he gave me, uh, he gave me one for 500 pounds, which was the amount I was willing to spend. And I went home and it was chocker, chocker with books. Oh, all right. <laughs> so in a way, he gave you a great deal because yeah. books are just uh, the gateway. You can, have, you, you can see only a I, finite I, amount of TV shows, but... The worlds that you can escape to with books. Yeah, I think he was put there by kind of the English Teachers Association to get our, <laughs> yeah. get our uh, minds off the idiot box. <laughs> and yeah. yeah. He was a big worm with big glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. Yeah. Um, oh, and and a kind of really, a really you... tight polo shirt. Uh, did you have any recourse after this? Did you go to the uh, the Birmingham cops, um, knocked on their big helmets, <laughs> and said, "Hey, I've just been scammed." Well, I, I know too... very little about England. Um, as as did I, and I was um too too embarrassed. It would turn out, uh, Tim, far too embarrassed to tell anyone that I'd been scammed like this because I googled it, and apparently it's a thing called a white van scam. Very common, uh, normal thing to do. To scam idiots and they mainly target old people, but they lucked out with a youngin on that day. They oh, rent they rent sure. white vans, uh, so no one so I can't tell anyone the number plate of the guy, and they scam people, sell them fake TVs, give the van back. Nothing I can do about it. Oh, that's a damn shame. Yeah. Or I would say that if I thought it was real. <laughs> because Joseph Moore, I want a little Joseph less. <laughs> your lies. I'm going to lock in, Josh, that that was a big, fat lie. Tim, you are correct. Yes, wow. that was not a true story, but it was based ah. on so much truth. There was actually, it was almost entirely true. Uh, Josh added the books. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> uh, but I did give a, a bad man in Birmingham $1,000 or £500 on my way to Edinburgh. I needed two TVs, and he sold them to me out of a van. And we, th <laughs> we thought, this is a great plan. And... Yeah. Uh, and I, I, left, I left my partner who's uh, in the car with one of them while the other drove me to an ATM. It's the worst thing I've ever done. And uh, I don't know. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I, wish the, I wish the book thing was true now. Were there TVs in the boxes? or what? what uh, it was, was bro broken, broken old TVs. Um, oh, okay. 
yeah. And I didn't open the. I could have opened the box and gone, oh, what's in here? Um, <laughs> I like how Josh was asking whether or not there were TVs in there because if there were, not a great story. <laughs> <laughs> no, I paid this guy five hundred pounds for a TV and I open up the box and blinking me down. <laughs> But I I almost wrote this to be like you got it, but there was no remotes, and then you were going to go back and to buy the remote was going to be another five hundred pounds. So that was going to be, but I thought that's too unbelievable. But I thought books might be believable. All right, so team, you got a point. Okay, now to Joseph. Okay, Alex's nineteen-month-old son is obsessed with penises, and every night before he falls asleep, will list every person that he knows, and Alex has to confirm if they do in fact have a penis or not. Yeah or nah? Every every person he knows. Yeah. So, like, is it the same people every night that he just kind of goes through to to figure it out? Uh, yeah. Sometimes that you know, there's there might be new new people that he's met. Um, but it's like, grandma. No, grandma doesn't have a penis. Grandpa, yep, grandpa's got a penis. And it just makes me have to think about all of these people's penises <laughs> <laughs> or lack thereof. Um, yeah, you know. Um, Does, is he starting to kind of figure out any any kind of clues, you know, or, or any kind of consistencies between <laughs> who does and doesn't have a penis? Is there some that he starts to go, you know what, I'm not asking about grandpa tonight because... We've had we've had we've had a yes on grandpa for the last twenty seven. <laughs> yeah, in a way, it's a lot like uh, this this podcast. Um, <laughs> we should add it as a round. Um, yeah, uh, no, he doesn't actually. Um, he it the question needs to be asked every single time, um, and I don't. Uh, I haven't taught him the word, um, you know, for vagina. I don't want to say vulva because. You know, I don't want a, a, don't child, to. a toddler walking around saying that. So just, at the moment, I'm getting away with just saying no penis. It's so funny because I, as a kid, I've got brothers, no sisters. Oh, I've got half sisters, but they didn't live with us. But we never had a word for vagina in our house. Just never, it never came up. <laughs> really? Yeah. It was, it was, it was well, in our, in Josh, I know a pastor with a projector <laughs> who'd be able to shed a little bit of light on how. How it uh, works? Do you what, what? What else is part of the, the bedtime routine? Do you read them stories or anything like that? Mm-hmm. Or, is it, or, uh, is it, or is it exclusively um, penis listing? Uh, no, well, we try it. We try and get it away from the penis listing, um, but also, um, yeah, you know, we have to read read books and sing the same song um, over and over again. It's very repetitive and. And yeah, well, kids like kids like the same thing again and again, right? They so do, it's, yeah. So yeah. It's same books, same songs, same. Ask mum who's got a penis and who doesn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> comforting. Alex talks about how you shouldn't fat shame the fat controller. Uh, goes on to the other books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I read all my boring tweets until he falls asleep. <laughs> Are you always honest? Like, will you always be honest as, as far as you know who has and doesn't have a penis? Yeah, that's true. It's actually probably quite, um, you know, I don't know a lot of these people are my friends and, you know, I don't know for sure. I haven't seen all of their penises or not penises. Um, but do you, yeah, I, I do Do you try make that and... clear when you're talking to them? <laughs> yeah, I should. <laughs> well, he I'm, also, I'm merely, uh, I'm merely yeah. speculating that Grandpa has a penis here. but um... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you should check for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um. You know, I, I don't know. I don't have kids. Uh, and I'm guessing that oh, this is all they do is, uh, you know, they, they've got, but the ones I've met, 
they, they were cool, and they had inquisitive minds. I, I think I believe this, so I'm going to go with it. I'm going to say, you yeah. are correct, Joseph. This is this is a real story. Yes, <laughs> point over Joseph. Yes. Yeah. He also goes mummy moustache, which isn't very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Nightly as well. And I'm like mummy no moustache, and he's like mummy dash. <laughs> It's really brutal. And he points out my pimples as well. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> he's a misogynist. He's, he's a not idiot too. <laughs> all right. To Alex now. Now, Audrey, while once on a date, accidentally pissed on herself. And remarkably, the date did not end there. Yeah or nah? Oh, okay. Um, where, was, where, where was the location of this date, please? Uh, it was at a beach in... Christchurch and was that the like was is that where the date ended up or were you like let's go meet at this beach um we he picked me up and we went to a beach and we hung out there for a while um and that's where I accidentally pissed on myself um (laughs) which I mean if you're going to pick a public place to piss on yourself the beach is probably ideal um as opposed to like the mall or something. I don't know. So uh, we, yeah. And then we went back to his place. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> were you like, um, were you clothed when you pissed or were you like swimming in the water? So it was fun. So I went into the sand dunes to piss. So I was being responsible. I wasn't just like free for all. I'm just going to piss. And it wasn't like so funny. He made me piss myself. I needed to piss. And I went into the sand dunes and uh, usually it's pretty straightforward situation. Mm. But for some reason, and I was sober as well, for some reason I just started pissing all over my left leg, just all down my legs, and I couldn't stop, and it was really bad. And I, you know, don't usually go on dates. Um, we don't usually do that. Do you guys go on dates in Australia? <laughs> Did people in New Zealand not date? No, because just- they already know each other already? Yeah, <laughs> we just, I don't know, dates, like, that's why it was so exciting. Like, usually, like, we just get drunk with each other, hand jobs and move in the next day. So it was, like, pretty exciting. We don't have those here yet. Yeah. No. Um, and so I, I pissed all over myself and I had to walk back and tell him. All right. So you didn't even try to hide it. You just say, hey. There was no way I could hide it. It was, uh, I just, and we were so far from the water that I couldn't just be like, oh, let's let's go swimming and like wash it off. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I had to, yeah. And so did what, what did you say? Did you try and say to him, no, it's not, it's a mirage. That's, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of jellyfish around. I know, I thought of that. I thought like, yeah, I could, um, I could tell him that like, you know, I got stung by a jellyfish and had to like piss myself, but. Um, you know, guys like being the hero, so then he might want to piss on me. <laughs> Did he want to do any piss stuff when you went home with him or? Uh, no, oh, no. Nice. Yeah, it was very, yeah, so <laughs> it's such that, a gentleman. That's so. how low the bar like is for men. Day. Yeah, that's how low. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> You didn't want to piss on you? Get a ring. (laughs) I want to see this scene in a romantic comedy, like the clumsy girl being like, whoopsie. Yeah. (laughs) Stuck down my own leg. That's so piss cute. Yeah, Yeah, piss cute. Perfect. Um, Piss congeniality. (laughs) Piss busters. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, Look, I think that's a true story. 
You are correct. That yes. is a true story. Yes. Point there for Alex. You got a point, Alex. Yay. Go work. Yeah. It's up to you all. Do you want to keep going with the story or do you? Do you... I could. It's very embarrassing. I could. Oh, that wasn't the embarrassing bit. <laughs> no, that was the least embarrassing <laughs> part. So, all right, I'll make it really quick. So we went back to his place and I thought, this is great. Like, it's in the past now. You know, it was 20 minutes ago. We've got over it. And um, we started getting sexy with each other. And um, I, I went down on him. And New Zealand men don't communicate very well usually and so something happened that I wasn't prepared for and I got a bit of a fright and um you know when you like someone tells you something really funny and you're drinking a milkshake Why in Melbourne, if you're in Melbourne, mask up, everyone, mask up. Okay, so <laughs> you got to point that, Alex. Okay, so to Audrey now. To Audrey. When yes. Tim was in primary school, his class arranged for everyone in the grade to have a pen friend from a school in the country. On the day when all the letters came back, Tim opened up his and all it said in huge, scrawly writing was, suck a fart. <laughs> he never told the teacher, though, because he thought that he would somehow get in trouble. Yeah or nah? Oh my goodness! Sorry. Uh, so, how old were you when this happened? Uh, I was year one. So, what is that? Seven or eight years old? Grade okay. one. Grade one. Am I sh- overshooting it? No, grade. Maybe it was grade three then. I don't. I can't remember no. how old I was. Yeah, you like six, six, seven in grade one. Yeah. Okay, like okay, so about seven. All right. Um, right. And so you guys were like pen pals with people who lived in the country, like the middle of nowhere type situation. Yeah, yeah. Like my, um, I'd heard about because my cousins were uh, regional and they kind of had the same, like the opposite, where they were getting uh, city folk to to send letters out there. So we were getting it. It was kind of like I think it must have been some organisation that organises it because we we're getting them from. Uh, mine was from SA. We we're getting some from New South Wales and Northern Territory, and yeah, everyone got these really nice um, handmade little envelopes as well with little love hearts over the eyes and i'm sure some of them got care packages from things that we didn't get in our state and then little seven-year-old timmy clark opens up his expecting what wonders does south australia offer some barossa valley wine perhaps i don't know where that's from uh and then yeah just a, a line sheet of paper that said sucker far that's traumatic um did you so did you write a letter to this kid first yeah, so I sent them a nice letter saying, my name's Tim, my favourite colour is blah, I like to do this, want to come around and play Nintendo 64 on my massive widescreen <laughs> sheet. Uh, and then, yeah, I got sucker fart back, which I don't know if it was an insult or like a, a doing word. Yeah. Uh, yeah, suggestion. Was, was it like, um, was it written in like big cute bubble letters with different coloured felts or like what did, what, what, what did it look like? The sucker it was, it was, it looked like a serial killer had left a message on a okay. <laughs> It was one, le- one color kind of jagged writing, suck a fart. Like, I wish it was bubble writing. I mean, yeah. great. Get a couple of like glitter gel pens in there. Really yeah. spice it up. 
Yeah, and... get, get a ruler down the side, put the date in, put the effort in. Yeah. Kid from South Australia. <laughs> what did you do with the letter after you, so, cause, so you're afraid to tell the teacher because you'd get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Do you remember yeah, your cause... thinking behind that? Uh, yeah, I think there was no thinking behind it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, think, uh, my, I think my thinking was the teacher would think I had written something uh, similar to the first person initially. Like I had said, blow it out your ass or kick rocks. Yeah. Uh, I sound like a 20s gangster. Yeah. Uh, I'd say something like that and they were responding in kind. But I, I sent like a really nice letter uh, to this uh, little boy and uh, yeah. What did and you... that's, that was my thinking. I thought she would think that I had instigated this something. Right. That makes sense, actually. Um, and what did you do with the letter afterwards? Uh, I hid it in my bag and I must have thrown it out later because I'd never showed my teacher, I didn't show my friends, didn't show my mum. How Couldn't do you have... know it actually happened? Because if not, that's a fucking weird trauma to yeah. have like, that I've invented. No one else saw the letter. I mean, yeah. what a weird offshoot of my imposter syndrome where yeah. I imagine <laughs> a kid in another state told me to suck a fart. <laughs> <laughs> Not even like one of the bigger kids at school told me to suck a fart. No, I had to I had to spend money on stamps, and so did they to tell me to suck a fart. <laughs> Oh. You know what? I'm with you, Audrey. I hope this isn't true. <laughs> what do you think? Do you think it is true, Audrey, or do you think it's a lie? Uh, it sounds like something kids would do, and I I believe the logic behind assuming that you'd get in trouble for it. Um, so I'm going to say, yeah, I think it's true. You are incorrect. It was a lie. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Yes. Mr. Podcast. See, all my inner demons just tell me to kill myself. (laughs) You got to play this game smart. (laughs) Well, I'm glad that didn't happen to you because that's just an awful thing to receive in the mail. It would. Thank you very much. Did you actually tell another kid to suck a fart? No, the the truth is I just thought it would be very funny (laughs) for a kid to receive a pen pal letter that just said suck a fart. (laughs) Yeah. I still think it's funny at age 39. <laughs> uh, at the end of that round, the scores are Alex on one point, Joseph on three, Audrey on three, and Tim on 10 points. Oh. Wow. That's is all right. Point, is there any point still going? Yes, you can You can all still win. Okay. Because you're about to have 10 Anyone questions. Came. This round is called Hoo Hoo. Hoo Hoo. This is our final round. I'm oh, going nice. to read out 10 questions about you four. Not that nice, Joe. Come on, you've had fun, right? Like... Yeah. <laughs> uh, Buzz yeah, in suck a you... fart, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Buzz in if you think you know the answer. Your names are your buzzers. You get a point if you get it right, a point off if you get it wrong. The only round you can lose points. So here we go. Question one. Who here had a substitute scripture teacher in year three when they left the class for the day said, bye, see you all in heaven? Tim? Yes, Tim. Joe? No, that was Alex. A point off Tim. Tim loses a point. Yeah. Hey, I just chose the most heavenly looking creature I'm looking at right now. <laughs> He's got a bit of like, you know, a halo around you right now. But you were saying there was more to this lady. Yeah, she was like this crazy woman and she would make us um, march around the classroom, like clapping our hands like this, like singing all the books of the Bible, like of the all of the oh. New Testament. Um, and like, it's like, one of those things that sticks in your head from primary school that you know will just be like in your head when you're on your deathbed. You know, yeah. it's like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Acts and no. letters to the Romans, and it's just like I guess that's <laughs> traumatic. Yeah. It was so <laughs> weird, 
And then, like, she just came. You know how substitute teachers, you just have no context for who they are. They're just there yeah. one day and then they disappear. Yeah. And we were all just reminded of our own inevitable mortality as she left. It's going to be so good when you do do see her in heaven, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when I was working in a school, I used to work in a library at a school, and we had a sub-teacher who would work there who would come in, bring his class into the library where I was. He would grab the paper and then on his phone make bets for the entire day. He'd just read the form guide. And I would be in charge of this. Like He did it like three times before I went to the principal and said, that guy is the worst. You cannot like you cannot employ him anymore. Also, he did, never won. He was never happy about his bets. <laughs> well, All right, question two: Who who once befriended someone as a child because they this person had a spiral staircase in their house? Joseph. Yes, Joseph. Tim. No, that was Audrey. A point off Joseph there. Yeah. God damn it. Spiral staircases were the shit. Yeah. Don't know how they get yeah. their furniture upstairs. Next question. Who here has worked with the director of Shrek? Tim? Yes, Tim. Hey. Joe? Yes, you are correct. A point there for Tim, yes. I was I was the voice oh. of Donkey. <laughs> 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 I don't who was the director? It only just occurred to me that that film had a director. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you, think, you think they just winged it on the director? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. I they got thought... Shrek in and he just ripped it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just him and Joe. <laughs> no, was the film? It was Prince Caspian? Yeah, Prince Caspian. I was. I played the role of Bully, um, uh, from the director of Shrek and Shrek Two, Andrew Adamson, and uh, it was one of his only uh, two live action features. His other one was The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. I had a line, and it was, "Get out of here!" in a Cockney accent, which I can't. I don't no longer am able to do. Get out! Get out of here! Get out! Of, get out of here! <laughs> That's why, the, and it was cut from the film. <laughs> um, but the good news is, there was a uh, a picture of a still of me was in the novelization book where they have little pictures in the middle pages from the film. That that managed to, uh, you know, that was my big moment. So if you're ever in a kind oh, of nice. used, used bookstore, or perhaps you buy a TV full of books, um, look out for me. Yeah, you should have used that line on those guys. <laughs> Next question. Who here was recently overly personal with their dentist? Joseph. Yes, Joseph. Audrey? No, that was Tim. Oh. Point off, Joseph. Yes. I'm sorry. Sorry for thinking that. <laughs> I think that would do. <laughs> I, uh, I had a dentist appointment booked a couple of weeks ago because uh, apparently I get uh, quite bad stress in my jaw and I grind my teeth. What is there to be stressed about? Uh, and they sent me one of those confirmation texts, like text back Y N to confirm, and I text back Y. But I was also texting someone else at the same time, so I texted yes to confirm, and I accidentally sent to them, "Hey, I hope your family are doing well in this time too." XX. It's <laughs> oh. <laughs> really nice though. I'm sure they yeah. were happy. Yeah. Don't know. Oh, they would have appreciated res- that. They responded with "Thank you." Yeah. Aww. Oh, yeah. Nice. No X back. No X back. No, oh. never gone back to there. All right, next question. Who, according to Twitter, has the neatest handwriting around? Tim? Yes, Tim. Well, should be me. Uh, but is it Alex? No, it is Audrey, <sighs> according to Twitter. Very neat handwriting. Do you, Audrey? I know. Oh, my God. Everyone gets me to write their Christmas cards for them. Um, send letters to children, suck a fart. <laughs> I've got very neat handwriting. <laughs> What kind of handwriting is it? Is it like printing like in like primary school books or is it like... Anything. I'm just, it's like my one 
my my one talent, uh, my <laughs> biggest talent. I just I've got very neat handwriting, and I work with a lot of people who are quite a bit younger than me. And I think when they were in school, they weren't writing as much as I would have been. They had all the computers, and um, so they've got super messy handwriting, and I can't read it. But it like gives me this like massive ego. Um, so I've got yeah. Just very neat handwriting from not having technology at school. Next question. Who here at a comedy festival had another comedian try and make them fight a big international act? Audrey. Yes, Audrey. Was it Joe? No, that was Tim Clark. A point off Audrey there, yes. Damn it. Yeah, I, right. I, I just fight international acts just by my own choice. That's when, what yeah. I've heard. So. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> let, let's say, Tim, so you're being bullied to fight another comic. Who was yeah. the other comic that they wanted you to fight? And then we'll re- reveal who the bully was. Uh, Hannibal Barres. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like a fist fight? Yeah. They, they, it was like up the comedy festival hi-fi bar. And the other comic just kept nudging me and saying, that's Hannibal Barres. Why don't you go up there and start a fight with him? The other comic, by the way, was Bill Cosby. So now that I say it out loud, <laughs> I, I see his intentions. It all makes sense now. No, who, who was the other comic? Uh, Sam Campbell. Being bullied by Sam. Come on. Yeah. Have some respect, Tim. <laughs> Truly the Bill Cosby of Australian comedy, <laughs> Sam Campbell. <laughs> uh, who, who is the strongest comedian? Um, uh, ben Knight. Do you know Ben Knight, the Melbourne comedian? Big red hair. Ah. Very, you just want to be muscly. held in his arms. The, the, the Australian Comedy Festival is just full of very, like, in-shaped men. It always um, yeah. always surprises me. New Zealand, none of us, none of us are in shape. But when I go over there, there's just all these hot dudes with like sleeve tattoos. Um, it's uh, really, <laughs> re- really impressive what you got going on over there. You are doing some. You're not doing the open mics in Melbourne. Let me tell you that. <laughs> 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 Little soft boys like me prowling around. <laughs> all right, next question. Who, who here has shared a car with Ron Jeremy? Tim. Alex. Uh, yes, Tim. I heard Tim uh, first. Audrey? Yes, you are correct. Point there for Tim. Yes. Oh, wow. This is years ago. There was a bunch of porn stars over in Auckland for Erotica Expo. Um, and so I was helping out with promoting and stuff. And I we got picked up in a van and I didn't know who would be in the van. And, and I got in and there was Ron Jeremy and Alexis, Texas. And do you remember that like porn star that broke up Sandra Bullock's marriage? I... She has like tattoos on her forehead. She slept with Sandra Bullock's husband. She was Dita dead too, and it was very intimidating. I've heard what? allegedly. That? I'm not sure. <laughs> What's that? Sorry. Tease that burlesque performer. Ah uh, no, it was um her name's like Michelle Bombshell McGee. And she's tiny. McGee's her last name? I know! She had to get the bombshell in there. Michelle McGee. <laughs> I'd be so gushed if I was married and my husband's like, I cheated on you with Michelle McGee. I'd be so... Um, so it was pretty wild, but they were very polite. And we stopped at a gas station and Ron Jeremy got pineapple lumps and he thought they were chewing gum. That This is the most, like sincere and like sweet story I've ever heard about being picked up in a van by Ron Jeremy. <laughs> the van rolled up and porn stars were inside and I got in and hey, we had some nice sweeties later in the afternoon. 
Or your, last, your, your last name is Porn. Did did they give you the job because they thought like your dad was <laughs> yeah. the CEO of Porn? Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I just coast through life with that. Yeah. Audrey Porn. Oh, the ha- the Hampton Pawns. <laughs> <laughs> Next question: Who once got a lift with a witch who got lost, and this fifteen-minute journey ended up taking them an hour and a half? Audrey. Yes, Audrey. Was it Alex? It was Alex. Yes, a point there for Audrey. What? You have to tell us about that. Yeah, well, like Ron Jeremy offered me a lift and I said no. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, it, it was at the, um, the Melbourne Fringe Festival and um, I was going um, to go home with this guy and he had ridden his bike because Melbourne and I, didn't, I live in Sydney and um, I was just waiting for a cab and this lady was like, hey, babe, do you, just, do you, do you need a lift? Like, do you want to come with me? And like, a slightly older lady calling me babe. I was like, I'll do anything for you. Um, yeah, and then so, um, like, he only lived, like, 15 minutes away. And, um, yeah, and then she started telling me how she was a witch, and I'd, I've never met a witch before. Um, and she was telling me all about crystals and, you know, um, her coven and stuff like that. And she got very into it and she got very lost and, uh, yeah, I was just stuck in a car with this strange witch um, for a while. Oh, goodness. I, I don't know if you guys can hear this, but, like, genuinely, as you were telling that story, a dog started howling like a wolf two houses in. <laughs> it's still going? <gasps> oh, that's creepy. Oh, no. <laughs> Dogs, but the good, famous, good news. famous friends of the witch. Yes. <laughs> But there is a happy happy end to the story because the guy who you were going back with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, uh, oh, yeah, he, <laughs> why am I being, he became my husband. I was trying to yeah. find a what We got married. That's what I was trying oh, to say. Wow. Eventually, does, um, does, not does after a, that. Does he have a penis? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to check with my son. Uh... <laughs> right, next question. Who had the armed guards enter the McDonald's they worked in as a teenager because this person accidentally set off the alarm? Alex. Yes, Alex. Joseph? No, that is Audrey. A point off Alex there. My one point. <laughs> I like how you're keeping score of your own points. I was just doing like geog- geography in my, you know, trying to figure out who, based on where they grew up, would would most likely have an armed guard ready to go. I didn't, I didn't think, um, I didn't think we did that over here. Yeah, and it was an Invercargill as well. Wow. Yeah, it was a whole thing. It was very embarrassing. Basically, I was in the office, um, like the McDonald's office, having a lunch break. And my crush was also on his lunch break. And he's like, what's that button under the desk? And I was like, I don't know. And he's like, I dare you to push it. And I'm like, I'm obsessed with you. So, of course, I will. And I pushed <laughs> it. And then the nothing happened, right? Nothing. So, I was like, okay. And then the phone rang like a minute later, maybe 30 seconds. And they were like, are you Okay. And um, we just got this signal, da, da, da. And I was like, oh, no, we're fine. Like, it's all good. And he's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. And hung up. And then, like, four minutes later, they all turned up and they all had the gear on. It was a whole thing. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> Is that because when they said, are you sure? You said, yes, I am. Yellow, yellow. And then, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just, Do men we... don't believe women. So they turned <laughs> up and, um, yeah, they just <laughs> But it was very, very embarrassing. And our final the question. About that is halfway through. Oh, go for it, Tim. No, I was going to say halfway through, uh, the sound of a deep fryer just came on <laughs> next door. <laughs> <laughs> a 
glad glad I stumbled getting out of the, the starting lineup for that one and then had to go back and pick it up. <laughs> Our final question for the game. Which of you was hit by a car in front of their favourite sports people? Audrey. Yes, Audrey. Is that Joseph? That is Joseph. A point there for Audrey, yes. <laughs> Correct. I was, was uh, I was 12. Um, I was walking across the street outside the home of uh, a, a player from the Wellington Hurricanes. His name was Philo Tiatia. I loved him. Uh, he was one of my heroes. And I got hit by a car um, going 40 kilometres an hour. And a crowd gathered around me on the ground. And he came out of his house to have a look at the boy who had been hit by a car. <laughs> and uh, wow. when I came oh when I came to, I looked up and thought, there he is, my, my hero. <laughs> and <laughs> and, um, and he watched on as I got loaded into an ambulance. Were you okay? <laughs> uh, I was okay. I, I, had, I, I mean, I uh, got, stopped doing PE for uh, the next six months which um, kind of really shaped who I became as an adult. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and, and, I, and I never got to live up to the, to the lofty heights of uh, Philo Tiatia's professional rugby career. Uh, at the end of the game, the scores are Alex Lee on zero points. Woo! Sorry, Alex. Hey, no that's all right. Even though I'm clearly the person who cares about points the most, <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with it. Joseph Moore on one point. Thank you so much. Audrey Porn on four points, but our winner on ten points is Mr. Podcast himself. It's Tim Clark. You really Dad, came to you. play today, Tim. Well, his dad's the CEO of podcasts. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, Tim. Nepotism, alive and well. Because you win, you can promote whatever you want to promote first. You got anything to plug in this crazy lockdown uh, period? Yeah, let me just check my calendar. Oh, that's right. Fuck all. <laughs> um, follow me on all the on the social medias: Twitter, Instagram at Mr. Timothy Clark. Um, it's you know it's a weird time in Melbourne. Um, if you're looking for a charity to donate to, I know Berry Street do a lot of good work, so I just want to give them a plug. Sweet. Just uh, stay safe out there, and uh, the important thing is uh, follow me on all the uh, social medias. <laughs> Audrey, where can people find you? Uh, at Audrey Porn on Twitter, please don't cyberbully me. And if you go Audrey Porn Comedian on Facebook, I've got a page. And when we're doing gigs again, you'll be able to see that and hopefully come along. Very, very funny on Twitter. Follow, follow Audrey on Twitter. Uh, Alex, where can people find you? Oh, well, we're all going to look like real pieces of shit now for not saying a charity. Uh, so give to a charity, <laughs> I guess. Uh... <laughs> Um, or part of the plan yeah I'm on Twitter um, my Instagram is dull mostly pictures of my child um, yeah I've got a podcast called The Dragon Friends where a bunch of comedians play D&D and I do sketches on the feed if you want to watch them <laughs> up to you you can talk it up it's really funny you're very <laughs> funny Alex uh, and Joseph where can people find you oh, I'm on Twitter at Joseph Moore one, not at Joseph Moore. He's a, a Christian photographer from Texas, and I'm in a <laughs> musical uh, comedy duo called Two Hearts. We're uh, releasing some music soon, uh, but you can find out about us at twohearts.co.nz. That's T W O. Brilliant! Thank you all for playing so much. For those in, uh, who are interested, uh, support the podcast by going to the Patreon. Uh, so it's patreon.com/dykwia. Brand new episode each week. A bonus episode called Top Five, where me and a friend count down the top five of a topic uh, and this week's one was with Bella Green where we counted down the top five songs from the 1996 Hollis 100 there you go it's a very good year for music uh, that's all we need to say thanks for doing this and I'll see you next time bye
podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 